Hello, and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And this is our Star Wars podcast. We normally do time travel murder mystery podcast. We're just uh, moonlighting on the side with our Star Wars podcasts for mm-hmm. Star Wars fans who don't like Star Wars fans. Indeed. And now is the time when you, when you really get to the meat of that. I just want to read you um, something. Okay. This is a discussion thread on the Forcenet, which I, I read even though it's just nothing but awfulness. Uh, title of the thread is Spinoff in Different Styles. And uh, mm. President Kenobi, that's a thread poster, happens to be a Jedi Padawan. Regardless of characters, of which characters are in the Star Wars spinoffs, I'm a big fan of bringing in certain directors and saying, make a Star Wars movie in your style. My first would be, can you guess? Don't say Tarantino. Tarantino. Oh. I'd love to see him team up with, can you guess? Uh, Oh, it's going to be Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson again. Right. And make a Mace Window movie with Mace as a badass, a la Jules from Pulp Fiction. Uh, not that it wouldn't be interesting to see slightly different styles for spinoff movies, but can you get any more cliche than, well, let's take Samuel Jackson and make a badass Mace Windu movie where we like, talk about, you know, like yeah. Royale with lightsabers or whatever. Does Mace Windu look like a bitch? Yeah. Um, the, see, the, here's what I want when I think of different styles for Star Wars movies. The only thing about that is Zack Snyder rumor that worked for me was the idea that it was going to be like a seven samurai thing because mm-hmm. doesn't that kind of make sense i mean hell, hello like hidden fortress star wars there's a connection there that's strong mm-hmm. i could see them doing certain kind of homages to previous cinema uh especially like old samurai cinema like yojimbo and what have you but um yeah i don't I don't want to see like Windu Unchained or whatever. Django mm. uh, Fett or Inglorious, Inglorious Jedi. Uh, People are like, oh, they can make Kill Bill with lightsabers. No, no, they couldn't. It's terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm. I just found this thread. So apparently, it's Tarantino is like the number one choice of all of these really bad Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. To the point where someone's actually done a YouTube video where they've taken that scene from Kill Bill and Part One, put lightsabers, given everyone hand. lightsabers. Yeah. Well, whenever people talk about these spinoff movies, they're like, like a lot of people really want a Darth Vader spinoff movie. And it's like, I don't know if they're really thinking that through. You know, like I think yeah. they're like, I like the Darth Vader character. It would be cool to see him do stuff, but they're not really thinking about how a movie like that would work because how would it work? You know. Like, that doesn't seem like he's not a good guy. First of all, it's it's a prequel, and and right away that that brings up a lot of uh, just problems with your like plot momentum. Um, Yeah, you know, you know how I feel about this. I don't think prequels are a good idea in general. Um, It just, I don't know. It's it's everything. There's just not a lot of suspense as to what's going to happen. You know, and yet that's the idea. I, the only time that I've ever really approved of prequels, and like you and I've talked about this about like the Bond movies and time travel murder mystery, um, whereas I think there is some question amongst people about like the Daniel Craig movies whether or not they're like meant to be like like a 
soft prequels or soft reboots or what have you. Like to me, they don't need to be any of that at all. You know what I mean? Like you, you almost didn't need to add the whole Bond getting his license to kill. And it could have just been a grounded, you know, new era of Bond movies. Cause that's what Bond movies do every couple of years. They, they refocus and start over with mm-hmm. new creative team, new Bond. Like, uh, the only time that I really would approve of prequels was something like where you had Star Wars, where you had enough vague meat that you could have found a story in, you know, like you could have, you could have built the story of Anakin's fall, of the dark side amidst the background of the clone wars. Like you heard enough about that in the original trilogy without having it spoiled. Now the problem is sometimes that kind of stuff is left vague. It's well, left. It's, it's always be better. Background. It, it's always better that way. You know, like, well, I mean, in Game of Thrones would be a good example of that, where there's a lot of shit that gets talked about that you don't ever see, and you probably don't need to go and see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in Game of Thrones, I think we discussed that there has to be some certain reveals at some point from the past, but they're not going to do flashbacks, I don't imagine. It would seem odd to like do five or six books in a series and then suddenly introduce a flashback. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, I don't know. there's a lot of different ways you can do something like that. But the, the, when I first heard about this, like, the, they're going to do non episode films in the Star Wars, you know, universe. I just assumed that it would be like you had your episode seven, you had your episode eight, and that the spinoffs would be, you know, things that kind of picked up from those movies, but would be set around the same period. But now they're talking about the Yoda movie, like a Boba Fett movie. I don't know why they're not talking about like an Obi-Wan movie if you're going to go in that vein, because you have Ewan McGregor. Um, but well, it just doesn't seem as necessary. It doesn't seem as vital. The young Han Solo movie it doesn't seem as vital. I think that uh, perhaps our, our thinking on this has become very uptight. Um, I think if you you asked if you took a like a consensus poll of people that have been paying attention, what do they think Episode Seven is going to be like? I think most people would agree that it's probably going to have like old Luke passing the torch to like a new generation of like their kids or something, you know, Yeah. what if it's not? What do you mean? What, what would what, you think it would be? What if they're recasting? Like, I think everyone assumes that Lucas met with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher to like talk uh-huh. to them about maybe reprising the role. What if he wasn't? What if he was saying, Hey, look, we're going to be doing some sequels and we're going to recast. But what if that was what they're talking about? So like it could take place theoretically, like, Two years after Return of the Jedi, and like Luke yeah. is about twenty something. Yeah, they, they just recast because to me the the whole kind of Marvel paradigm that they keep referencing mm-hmm. for how oh you want to have these spinoff movies like an Iron Man and a Thor movie and then they come together uh, that makes a whole lot more sense if you're talking about using the existing characters because while you certainly could do that, you know you could. You could come out with your episode seven that say like forty years in the future, and you establish new characters, and then you can have spinoffs with them. That's fine, um, but it seems like they're more interested in using the existing characters they have. And how do you right. do that unless you keep it in the same time period? I think I think that's a mistake. Not just for the, not just for the whole like I don't want to see somebody else play Luke Skywalker aspect, but I feel like, and we've talked about this before, like. The point of an episode seven, the way you're going to do it in 2013 or 2015 is you want to show that the, the saga has legs and can, and can make the journey into the future without dragging the carcass of the old with it. So I would think you would want to set it at a point where regardless of whatever you do with the established book stuff, like you would want to be able to show that you could expand to like new characters. 
Um, that would be my issue with it. It's not so much that I want, I don't want to see somebody else playing Luke Skywalker, but like I think you were talking about in the books, you're waiting for that point where they finally just either mm-hmm. kill off Luke and Han and Leia, or they just move on to a paradigm that does not include them. Like, because they have enough other like tertiary well, Jedi they, offspring and what have you. They certainly may do that. I just wonder how likely is it that maybe they're not thinking that way at all? That maybe they're thinking, hey, you know what everyone loves is is Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie and the droids and uh, Boba Fett and TIE Fighters and X-Wings and the Empire. And so that's yeah. what we're going to do, you know? Well, I think, I think the thing that really leads credence to that notion is the rumor. Forget these are all rumors. Mm-hmm. The rumor of the young Han Solo movie. Is it was it a young Han Solo movie or was it just a I, Han Solo? I, I think movie? that's I think that's what people were assuming. I mean, what you're saying is 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 quite possibly it's just a Han Solo movie. Yeah, like a different guy playing Han Solo. I just wanted to do a picture. Um, it's like Han and Londo, and they're you know it's it's like scoundrels basically, but hopefully a little better. Hey, don't get me wrong, you know? splooge. Yeah, but at the same time, like <laughs> you do enter a very dicey thing with. Well, this I don't is, want to really say that it's all it takes place in the arena of the internet, but that's where a lot of these these type of fans who would get offended or, yeah. or love well, this is, would congregate. This is why I've been screaming forever that they should have made an X-Wing TV show a long time ago. They could have uh, worked this in slowly and gradually, you know, like like anal. Yeah, exactly. Give you some pills beforehand. Mm-hmm. We're sharing words. Um, but, like, again, like, if you were going to do that, like, why even bother episode seven? Like, why not just remake A New Hope? You know, like uh, start over completely. But doesn't that just feel like idle? You know, like <sighs> are you gonna make it better? I guess that's uh, like uh, unless you're I, unless I, you're really I, gonna say like we're going in a crazy new direction. We're like maybe like Return of the Jedi is completely different. And there is no second Death Star. Like, are you gonna make a better movie than The Empire Strikes Back? You know, like I don't know I, if I you really have see, much to add to that. I'd, I'd, if it were me and I was given the choice of the two, I'd rather make a sequel that like takes place like a year later and recast. The thing is, though, is that you're trying to like it's, it's all hypothetical, of course, but you're trying to like gauge like like if I were to do this, could I make it better? But you're also thinking about like the precarious mindset of the creative well, let, type. Let me put it this way. Let me, let me put it this way. Um, I've never watched the original Star Trek to motion picture. From all accounts, it was a pretty terrible movie. Um, so it wasn't like that was like sacred ground to tread upon. The real thing was just like recasting, you know, the act- the actors. Um, but that's not the same with Star Wars. Like Star Wars is, you know, legitimately like one of the most famous and like beloved movies of all time. It would be huh. a different thing to remake it, you know. Most of the most of the time you see a remake, it's like we really like the ideas of this franchise and we want to like do them better. I don't know what you'd be doing better making a new a new hope. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think people make remakes with the lofty goals of improving on them necessarily anymore. Um, no, I think I, I think mean, they not, think this is good material. Being bereft of ideas, but well, no, I, I think they're thinking this is good material. Everyone likes this. We can work with this. You know, it's like. Like the Star Trek movie, nobody was going to complain that like it wasn't the same as the original Star Trek motion picture. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was meant to be a new Star Trek movie. It wasn't meant to be a remake of Star Trek the motion picture. Uh, it's, it's a reboot story. Yeah. yeah, it's a reboot of the of the franchise, but it's not mm-hmm. like they were remaking each movie or what have you. Um, 
the 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 only problem with this this theory is that I think the what was the movie called? Is it Superman Returns? Yeah, Superman Returns. I think is the last time. <laughs> That they're going to put out something that has footing in an older, you know, larger franchise and say, say so. this is kind of a sequel to a movie that came out 20 years ago. I don't. Oh, they'll absolutely do that again at some point. Uh, Superman's yeah, Return. Like, that wasn't the problem with Superman Returns. The problem with that movie is the second half of the movie is terrible. The first half, it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of really good DNA to that movie. Um, I don't really have a problem with Brandon Ralph. He didn't really have a lot of presence, but I didn't think he was the worst part of that movie by any means. I think the script was the greatest enemy of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, all roads lead to Zack Snyder taking a shit on the things that you love. <laughs> That's true. That's, that is true. Uh, um, I don't know. I guess, but I mean, I guess if that was, if that was the case, like if a year from now they were just like, here's Zach Efron, he's playing like Luke Skywalker. Um, it wouldn't be Zach you would Efron. Have to kind of, It'd be some unknown. Whatever. Or, yeah. Whatever. You'd have to just kind of judge it on its merits. You know what I mean? To me, the hardest casting is, uh, is Han. You know? Yeah. He, I think yeah. you, I think you could very easily recast Luke. There's plenty of, uh, I think the thing is, young actors, you would recast young actors. You would recast like Luke with a complete unknown. Yeah, I, I I would think that you would cast Han and Leia with actors who maybe are a little bit known. Mm-hmm. Especially Leia, I think. I think that's an opportunity to bring in like an actress that people know. Um, I don't like I don't, like they know can't from be that their, old. They know them from their favorite ABC Family show. <laughs> yes, it's Lucy Hale. <laughs> She has to stand on a box the whole time because everyone is taller than her. Except for when uh, they do scenes of her and Chewie. Cause that's just funny. Yeah. Nobody would complain if Chewie is in another Star Wars movie. No. No. Not at all. It's been, I mean, that's why I think like, like, a, like a Boba Fett spinoff movie isn't such a big deal. It doesn't sound interesting to me at all. But it's not a big deal because, again, it's not like you've really got to deal with like Tamara Morrison or anything like that. Probably not. You'd be surprised um, at how many people think that it's necessary for him to come back for a Boba Fett movie. Well, you, but you could get him back, though. I guess that's one thing. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, you could but, if he gave a shit. Um, but like a Yoda movie, again, you know, like as long as Frank Oz is still alive, you could do that. I mean, like, like we were talking about, to me, like the one of the things I would get rid of in episode seven, I hate to say it, is C3PO, just because of Anthony Daniels not getting any younger. Well, the, uh, the certain, Yoda movie, that was, commodities. the Yoda movie rumor, that was Harry Knowles, which I feel like you can just dismiss, dismiss it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Cause fuck Harry. Cause Harry says a lot of crazy things. And like, then, like Star Wars episode two, the seventh tower, like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He says a lot of crazy Actually, things. That was McWeenie, but yeah. A lot. And then, and then 10 years later, he tries to tell you when there is new news that this is exactly what he was talking about. Do you remember when earlier? he, when he confirmed for us all that there was going to be a, a redone CGI lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin in episode four. With like Obi-Wan like doing flips yeah. and things. Yeah. He's like confirmed yeah. it's happening. One, uh, I think, well, I mean, we, we talked about like uh potential void of content in, in the, 
this time now when we're waiting for it, like justifiable news, like arm to finish a script, casting to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Like we could go back and we could just read some of those ain't it cool Jedi uh, uh, council, like minutes they would do like Harry Knowles and his assorted like fuck up mm-hmm. band. Um, Cause God, they were just like the most moronic. They're like, they're like the epitome of everything I hate about star Wars fandom. That like, that like group think, Mm. of like star wars fandom or like you- harry talking about when he was on his book tour first of all harry also has a book his book tour where like these like lucasfilm men in black like took him up to his hotel suite to show him like 20 minutes of attack of the clones yeah like why they needed his opinion like his legitimacy stamped upon the movie I, well i, I think know, he's I he's occasionally come out and admitted that he's full shit about certain things over the time so I yeah. think we can pretty much assume that it's all full shit. Hey, how do you unfollow someone well, yeah, he, on Twitter? Uh, it's a little button on there. Uh, maybe I need to use. I'm using the Mac app, which is shit. Use it on my iPhone. I, oh, I can't. I can't take the Polsky's retarded tweets about the Grammys any longer. That's it. I'm done. Well, I don't think you're missing anything with the Polsky. No, it's not that interesting. No, he is not. As long as you keep. As long as you keep Neli. Fuck him. Son of a son of a bitch. You know, like Neil Anfall. Oh, no, I mean Topolsky. There we okay, go. Yeah, yeah. So long, Topolsky. <laughs> right. And th- this all ties together because Topolsky and The Verge have had some terrible Star Wars scoops. Well, it's it's really kind of funny to me that uh, they they like seem to be trying to like stake a claim on like this is something we report on now, you know. I don't know yeah. if that's something extremely cynical or this there's just some like writer on their staff who's like really into it i think i think there might be one of the chicks on the writing staff is like really into it and so that she's pushing you would think that everyone on the staff would be really into it it's still star wars you mongoloids um yeah i would like i would like for that to be the case i would like for jj abrams to bring in lindelof in some fashion just so he can like uh pan Verge, like they can get <laughs> nothing in the media blitz, nothing. Um, yeah. <sighs> but here's the thing about the spinoff movies: it's, it seems like if you want them to be successful, they should not be completely standalone. Like, I mean, they, they're their own story, exactly. but if it doesn't tie back in in some way to like the kind of plotline of the saga at least in a minor way mm. it would be like what's the point like if if the episode 7 takes place like 40 years after a new hope but and then you have like a boba fett movie that's just like this weird flashback to him like doing bounty hunter shit it kind of just seems pointless what's the point yeah it's like yeah eh, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool to watch like why aren't you like using the money you were should have been you know like using the money you're using to make this movie to like work on episode 8 or something you know like yeah. It's like I guess people would go to see it. I don't think they'd be like that excited about it to be honest, you know. Like I feel like it'd have like a big opening weekend and then everyone forget about it. Yeah, but, exactly. But I mean, if like, it's like, like between episode 7 and episode 8, it's like the Han and Londo movie or something like that or it's like some side adventure they have. That's more intriguing. We know it's it's not directly focused on, you know, what's happening in episode 7, episode 8, but it's you know, it's a chance to see these characters and what they're doing in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're talking about, though, is that, that well, I mean, maybe it's just me, but my assumption would be that the spinoff movies would be 
characters that were either in the new trilogy or or related to it like um and so like when you were doing your pitch i was thinking like there's plenty of stuff in your pitch that would lead itself to spin off sure you know material but that's all new material and if how serious is is disney about using the existing like star wars universe you know i mean you yeah. could you could get away with doing one movie where it was like the seven samurai jedi movie where it takes place like a thousand years ago and there's like one link you know kind of like uh the whole thing with the uh what is the name of the cube and uh, the avengers the tesseract you know like yeah. that was kind of like a yeah uh, that's a link, you know, from like a, you know, the Captain America movie that took place years and years before. You can get away with one of those where it's like, oh, it's this movie about the ancient Jedi, and like here's like a a plot item that they're gonna. Well, yeah, that's I think, gonna be I think you do a thing where like you know, in Episode Seven, there's some kind of weird artifact, you know. And, and yeah, well, you can do that once. You can't classic J.J. Abrams style, and then like you could do a Boba Fett movie where he's encountered that or maybe like the yoda movie where he's encountered that well you can't do it with all of them you know like they can't all have like just this weird completely random link to the the main episode saga that you're doing you know then it just kind of just feels like wankery what i've always been amazed about is like uh uh starting i don't know less than 10 years ago but, but about 10 years ago um like dc comics especially started doing a lot more animated movies and marvel's done a few but not nearly to the, the number, the velocity and the veracity that DC's done them. Mm. And they're all, you know, terrible. They're meant yeah. to be well, straight to kids. DVD, just like cash grabs. They're, like, they're for kids. I mean, they're, I don't think they assume that, like, uh, the nor- like the guy who, like, went to the movies and watched the Avengers and liked it, I don't think they're really counting on, like, that guy to go watch their, like, terrible cartoons. Those are just for kids for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, still, they're, they're all... They're all pretty terrible even by kids standards i think i've always been amazed uh, that they you'd don't, be surprised like well i mean like for a movie that star wars to make which would be pretty expensive you know like a han movie like just think like the ultimate like han solo movie think about how expensive that would be like i'm amazed that they doesn't they don't turn that into just like a really good animated movie you know something that would work for kids and for adults well, um, there's also pixar yeah I, I haven't finished reading it but like scoundrels you know the animated movie um or even uh, um, like Heir to the Empire, yeah, the animated they, movie. They want the Marvel framework, clearly. And yeah. I think the, the disconnect is how do you reconcile that with new Star Wars movies? Because they don't <laughs> seem to totally line up. You know, how do you, rec- how do you reconcile that with an episode seven? I don't know. I'm curious to see. Like, I, I just really would love to know, like, where the where in the timeline this next movie is going to take place. If that's the only thing I knew about it, I'd be, you know, satisfied. Yeah, yeah really, because I mean, that's that's the hundred million dollar question. I think mm-hmm. quite quite possibly, literally, the hundred million dollar question. Um, yeah, and and the Marvel framework, though the the much valued and sought after Marvel framework, which you know has worked for them, but seems mm-hmm. like a goof. But like, uh, yeah, you got to be careful because look how well that's working out for the Justice League movie. Well, there's other reasons for that. Yeah, still. Most of those reasons would be using the Green Lantern as your Kickstarter. Um, uh, like, like, but just barely though. You know, like, I wish I could not just even go like in an Iron Man fashion. I wish I could just sit down, like whoever's in charge over there, Warner Brothers, and lecture them on why that was a terrible idea. Um, and I knew it would be a terrible idea when they, when they did it. And I was like, this is going to go over like a Led Zeppelin. And it did. 
Um, there's a huge difference between Iron Man and Green Lantern, just in the types of character and the way they appeal to people. No, but I mean, Iron Man was very clearly set up to be, uh, you know, like a pilot, like a, like a, like an anchor to something, yeah, exactly. to, to springboard to something else. As like, was the uh, Green Lantern, only the Green Lantern is a shitty idea. But not in this, not quite in the same way. They didn't commit to that idea enough. They just tried to make a really ridiculously bad Green Lantern movie. No, no, no. They, the they, idea, they, they were absolutely trying to make that their Iron Man. They just picked a bad character no, and a bad plotline to deal no with. There's no good like story threads to carry you from Green Lantern to any other DC movie that I recall. Precisely. I mean, that's, that's my point, though, is that Iron Man was set up to have be a springboard. Like, it was, it's in there in the story. Like, it's not there in the Green Lantern. I think they were just trying to create a DC comic book movie out of a character that has not really translated to, like, other well, mediums I think we're, comic we're, book. We're kind of agreeing. What, what I'm saying is that they wanted Green Lantern to be their Iron Man. It was a huge, yeah, they, huge mistake because he can't be. Um, they didn't understand that. That's why the Justice League idea is in shambles right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're agreeing in different degrees, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. And it doesn't seem like they're even really, really trying to do that with the Superman either, Superman movie either. Um, I mean, maybe, but I mean, they sure don't have that with the the Nolan trilogy because yeah, Nolan well, wasn't involved. In that. Exactly, that was also a problem to begin with. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just wonder. I don't want to. Like, how I do, don't want to quote your. your your least favorite comic book writer who just put out a quote about this, but right now it Fuck really does seem like the Justice League movie is a great way to lose $200 million. I'm sure there's a correct way to do it. They uh, just need to commit. Yeah. Well, I, I, there's plenty of people who over the years in comic books, and I'm not saying you should go get a comic book writer to do this, but there's plenty of people in comic books who have, who have deconstructed the Justice League down to some kind of core essential and done like some kind of like out of canon reboot thing, you know? So it's, you can obviously find a story where you can bring together your five big DC comic superheroes and, and let them springboard off from that and, and just show the way that they work together as a team. You can do that just fine. It's just that, that I don't think that's what they want to do. Well, let me um, ask you. I this. mean, at the time, at the time, I didn't really want to see a Captain America movie. I'll put it that way. I thought like, uh, granted, I was using a comic book as an example, but. Like in the Ultimates, I liked the way that they kind of worked Captain America in that. And I figured you could just have the Captain America movie be the Avengers movie. But, you know, the Captain America movie was what it was. And the Avengers movie was pretty good. And, yeah. It would have been too much to fit all the Captain America stuff in the Avengers movie. But let me ask well, you it this. Been, it would have been we're, a different story. But go ahead. We're a little off topic, but uh, I feel like this is relevant. Um, so you're going to you're gonna make, you're, you've been put in charge of uh, like uh jump-starting the Justice League movie. That's, that needs to happen mm -hmm. somewhere or another. You can't okay. use Batman. What, what, are, what are the other Justice League characters do you use? What's your jump-off movie? Uh, so, so I have to do a solo superhero character. That's, it's what basically you you're, you're doing the Iron Man route, right? Like you're, you're jumping okay. off, okay. you're, you're kick-starting it. It's going to be your one movie. It's going to lead to others and eventually a Justice League movie. Um... I, I would presume that you mean that I can't do Superman either, because that's no, no, no. the most no, no, no. obvious choice. So. You, you just can't do Batman. Uh, Superman would be the most obvious choice. I feel like Wonder Woman, you know, it's almost... There's only one answer here, and that's the Flash. I was just going to say, I was going to get to that eventually, as yeah, yeah. the Flash. And I don't know why they haven't done a Flash movie, because 
he does have name recognition beyond comic book fans. A very um, it's a easily, pretty easy to understand superpower. Exactly, exactly. It's very he has communicable. A very dynamic costume. Mm-hmm. And there was a brilliant television show in the nineties. Yeah. Well, and there is, I think, always uh something that people understand about that power and the idea of being able to do things faster, not just to get from one place to another, but just to be able to do things faster. You know? I yeah. mean I think there's plenty of ways you can communicate that in a way a modern audience would appreciate. Uh, that in the way that like the Green Lantern power of I don't know like hope or whatever you know like <laughs> doesn't communicate you know just like he can make plasma constructs from his imagination it just doesn't make any sense. Well, what is his power like optimism or something like that? Isn't it like fear? Well, it's like is something his... to do with willpower and, yeah. and yeah. imagination. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making a very dramatic like jack off motion. You should see I what I'm doing with my microphone right now. <laughs> hey, you really shouldn't, but. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, the Flash movie. Uh, that that's your easy jumping point, and from there, well, you know what? You work back what gets to, me is to that Superman. And Green when they've Man been talking Man. about the Flash movie for the last ten years, the name that they always kept bringing up was Ryan Reynolds, and that was perfect. He'd been <laughs> perfect casting as the Flash. Like, I was just amazed when they they put him into Green Lantern. Like, I guess I don't know. Like, have we closed the book on Ryan Reynolds? Like Ryan Reynolds is like is like that equation, <laughs> like Hollywood math, like magic math, like over. Well, he's, he doesn't have the ScarJo connection anymore. I feel like that hurts him, you know? What is he? He's married to, like, Blake Lively now, I think. Yeah. Well, those are two people who, are like, aren't real stars. They're just pretending to be. Yeah. yeah. Did you see side effects? Not yet. I, I, yeah, I know we're going to talk about this yeah. tomorrow, but uh, uh, when you when you watch side effects, I just want you to imagine that movie again after you finish watching it with the original star of the movie, which was Blake Lively. Hmm. It's a much different, yeah. much more mundane movie. Yeah. Well, let's let's bring this back art. to Star Wars here. So you're gonna you're gonna launch the next chapter in the Star Wars saga, and obviously there they'll be kicking this off Episode Seven and not a side movie. But like, what's the first side movie you do? Any uh, any, any timeline, any characters, you know? To me, it would have. To, I would think it would have to be characters that are present in the time period of the new trilogy. So that those kind of choices would have to be locked down, I think, before I could say. Like I just don't I don't envision how you would do a Yoda movie. Well let me um, put it this way. I feel it's... like you would need it to be about the Han Solo character, whoever whether or not that's actually Han Solo or gotcha. like the new Han, you know, archetype. Um, right. I think that but would be in, the ideal. You need to have that kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because presumably that character is, you know, world-wise, world-weary, and has connections beyond the core group. Because that's kind of the nature of, of, there's always like the, like, wide-eyed optimist character mm-hmm. who doesn't know much beyond their own world. And then you got like the Han type. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that would, that would be it. Or if you, cause you know, there's going to be some kind of CGI cutesy character. There's going to be some uh, kind that's of. That's a bad idea. <laughs> But but you just know that there's going to be something like that, um, unless unless that character's like I mean if that character's like dramatically interesting or, or, or not dramatically interesting but like you know, just abundantly interesting and, and not not like a Poochie or a Jar Jar. I think the ideal is Chewy. You know, people can get behind a Chewy. They don't want uh, Ewoks or Jar Jar. True. Yeah. yeah. They need my uh, horse head guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh. I mean, Michael Art, you know, you've you've heard uh, Benjamin Light's pitch here. I mean, uh, you could have that for ten thousand dollars. You can have it for free. I'll work pro bono. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, you would work for free on that too. Just just to have your name oh, on absolutely. there. I wouldn't care if my name was on there. I just wanted to make that movie. Um, but like a Boba Fett movie, what would that actually be? And would that be entertaining? Boring. I'm not sure. You know. Yeah. Or is it like him and all the other bounty hunters are hunting somebody? And I, like, who are you rooting are they for? Competing are you, for a are, bounty? Are you rooting for him, or is he the villain? Yeah. Just people who like Boba Fett, just stop and re-examine. Like, what do you like about this character? Just as he wears a mask? Ideally, you, you, you wouldn't want him to take his mask off, I don't think. I, I don't think so, no. I mean, is it is a, a story where he, he ultimately catches a guy but decides to let the guy go because he has a change of heart or something? I don't know. It doesn't seem like a Boba Fett thing to do, but that's yeah. that's a normal movie would end that way. You know, here's here's Especially how the Boba like Fett Star Wars isn't should. about like super dark shit where like it's just a here's how the Boba ending. Fett movie starts. Okay, yeah, not Tatooine, but like picture like a planet like Tatooine. Mm -hmm. right? and there's some Dantooine there's some drama intrigue there's a, a lot of interesting characters doing something there's like a chase and then like the chase like you're following the chase for like five minutes it's just really exciting like you know maybe it's underwater maybe it's like uh speeders maybe it's like flying through this alien landscape i don't know and then at one point the camera just kind of stays stationary where the chase proceeds to go on into the distance without us and we're like wait a minute camera follow the chase the story's going that way and the music's fading away with the chase and then like boba just like walks in front of a platform and he just like stares at the camera for five minutes, and then the movie unfortunately has to follow him. Mm. That's how the Boba Fett movie starts. I mean, I I I remember as a kid thinking like, oh, he's got a mask, got a jetpack, that's kind of cool. But like that was that was where my interest in the character ended. Like, well, I feel like people don't really want to get like they don't want to get in inside. The, the character of Boba Fett, like no, they no. wouldn't want to see like the a character arc for Boba Fett, you know, where like he he starts in one place and he evolves as a as a person, you know, like I don't think they, they actually want, want to see that. him take off his mask and yeah. drink and talk about his dad or anything like that. Ugh. And, and like I think I think be tortured and escape and like decide to go back because it's the right thing or you know, like I don't think they want that. Yeah, I think the fault of the books wasn't that they had clumsily revealed couple different origins for Boba Fett or a couple different like uh mm. what was Aura Singh and, and and there was one where he, like he was like ultra religious or something like yeah. that. Jaster like, Maria. The problem yeah. is yeah the problem wasn't that they had one or two of those where it seemed like they had like bad editors who were on the same page. The problem is that they didn't have like a hundred of those different stories. <laughs> yeah. Like let's just have everyone throw something against the wall about who Boba Fett is under the mask. Well it, it I mean that would be it, an interesting movie. It'd be like making like you you can have bounty hunters sitting in the cantina somewhere telling stories about the time that they encountered Boba Fett and all the, all the stories yeah. are drastically different. Yeah. Then you guys. Oh, he, he's not worthy of this comparison, but um, it'd be like making like an origin of the Joker movie, you know, not obviously they're not quite the same character, but like there's a certain mystique there and that mystique is there for a reason and you can't show it too much or else it goes away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could have made that same argument about the birth of Darth Vader. Eh, sure. 
I mean, the problem with the birth of Darth Vader is that we all knew how it happened. You know, we we knew that in 1983, like because you know that's in the books they describe exactly how he turns into Darth Vader. It's a fight at a volcano, he gets burned, he becomes Darth Vader. So yeah. It's like, yeah, all right, you know, I guess it was cool to watch, but didn't really, you know, <laughs> wasn't like I, I we really I, needed to see can, that, you know. I can understand people who have that opinion. I I still warts and all. I still like the prequels. They're not perfect. I still I like, like them. them. I just to me. I feel like they should have learned their lesson, not just about like all the other stuff people complain about the prequels for, but just the whole idea of having a plot that's a prequel. Like, I, I hope that somebody learned that lesson that, you know what? Right. It's more exciting when you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, I think you can do a bunch of like throwaway, but very good and interesting, you know, Han Solo movies. If, if you take them into a medium like animation, you know, whether it be computer animated or, or classical style animation or whatever, like, I think then you, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Cause it, it does take a little bit of the, I don't know, like, it's not, it's not in the same arena. It's not as urgent. No, they're going to be live I mean, action. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be live action. And, and, but again, it's still kind of a rumor. I mean, have, has anyone really confirmed that it's going to be a Boba Fett and Han Solo? Well, no, movie? no. We, we don't know any of that, but we do know is that they are planning on making some spinoff movies somehow or other. Yeah. But haven't they said that, that they haven't, they kind of walked back the Kinsberg and or Kinberg and Kazan thing and said that they're right now they're just kind of consultants or have they, have they really said that these guys are right? I'm pretty sure that Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney basically said they're working on other star Wars projects in addition to consulting okay. on episode seven. Um, I would think that they, that they, really can't focus on anything until like at least they have like a first draft aren't script eh, not necessarily i mean if they knew the general outline and the timeline they can at least start to think about other things sure, and sure. It, oh, yeah, it may sure. just be that they're gonna make a boba fett movie that has absolutely nothing to do with episode seven at all you know and it's just like here you go fans here's your fucking boba fett movie yeah yeah this is what you want is this what you want there yeah I mean, oh god, that just sounds so boring. Is he gonna like crawl out of the Sarlacc pit in the first? I keep seeing people see. try to push this rumor that John Noble is gonna be the villain in the next in episode seven. That's which, ludicrous. Like, where is that even coming from? Uh, some like Australian DJ or something like that. No, I'm not I mean, like I'm looking up. at this one, this one, uh, uh, and that's see, that's the thing is, is start getting comfortable with that idea because you're gonna start seeing a lot of those like. Like the weird radio DJ in New mm -hmm. Zealand said, "So and so's got a part in the thing," or well, or they questioned somebody about something and he didn't quite answer. He just yeah. kind of smiled. It wasn't a no. Yeah. You know, John like Noble. The, uh, the thing he, with John Noble. Think of John Reese Davies, where he's like, "Oh, are you going to be doing something for Lucasfilm?" And he's just like answering that question would be a grievous error or whatever like that. Okay. And we're like, "Oh my god, he's voicing General Grievous." Yeah. John Noble, he's he's fine in Fringe, I guess, but um, I feel like he should just be banned from film forever for his absolutely terrible, terrible portrayal of Denethor in Return of the King. Not that the rest of that movie is any good, but uh, right. holy shit, that's like one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen in a movie. It's a train wreck. Yeah. Well, like uh, I'm looking at this, it's the people, the way people collect information, and we're, we're trying to be very careful about this in our stuff. The way people collect information. Online, so it has something to do with like Star Wars. Is they first take a lot of like stuff that's been proved to be misinformation, mm -hmm. and they 
compile that as a fact yeah. to start building their pyramid of knowledge on. So like I'm looking at this, this force.net forum thing about what we know, timeline of facts. And so it's like links to various articles and you know, they're all, they're all fairly accurate. You know, Lucasfilm gets sold to Disney for four point uh zero five billion dollars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they throw in the Colin Trevorrow link. Mm-hmm. Like we now yeah. know that he was never offered episode seven. But they're like, here we go, here's another totem on the timeline of what we do know. It's like you don't know shit. What we know is that Disney's planning on making episode seven as well as you know, a new trilogy and, and perhaps more trilogies after that, as well as other Star Wars movies. They want a new Star Wars movie every two to three years. They said that episode seven is going to be an original story, whatever that means. And we know who they've hired to write and direct it. And Bob Iger said that they're making other Star Wars movies, but we don't know anything about it, you know? Uh, and, and we know that Lucas apparently talked to Mark Hamill and Carrie Fitcher had lunch with them about this like a year ago, where he discussed the idea of sequels, but we don't know what the context is there. Was he saying he wanted them or was he just saying it was going to happen, you know? And and think about this too. What what we're considering episode seven may not even be episode seven. It may just be that episode seven is a really good code for let you know there's new Star Wars movies. Granted, they said episode seven, so obviously it's going to be episode seven. But I, think I mean, they mean episode like, seven. I don't think they're being. Cool. I know, but I mean, like if I was going to do new Star Wars movies, I could just say episode seven, and you could just think, "Oh my god, new Star but Wars." But you you wouldn't. Um, maybe I would. But right. So you, what we actually know about where this is all going is very. Very small, very small pool of information. Um, and this is the part where it's most frustrating and, and intriguing to me is to what people come up with when you know nothing. Mm-hmm. They come up with Tarantino should make a, a badass Samuel Jackson movie where, where Mace Windu turns into Jules from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And at some point, that stops being just like, like, like one fantasy and like somebody will be like, Oh, Tarantino kind of smirked when somebody asked him a question. He's doing it, you know. Or, uh, somebody had lunch with this, like, up and coming, like, Korean actor who's really good at martial arts. He's a new Sith Lord. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I, I don't even remember that dude's name. Some, some Asian martial arts. Korean, dude. Japanese, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a new Sith Lord. Mm hmm. Then what, what was the name? Was was that Darth Bane or is that something else? It was something like that, yeah. Well, it's so funny that Darth Bane is like something that exists in the Star Wars universe now. I'm pretty sure that was entirely because of all the rumors. Like, I don't think, I I think the rumors existed before Darth Bane existed as an idea in Lucasfilm. You know, right, right. And they just ended up calling him Darth Bane. Like, I feel like Grando Calrissian is like an inevitability now. You know. God, I hope. And so. then Harry Knowles awesome. can be like, "Oh, that's what I meant." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I both misspoke and, uh, I couldn't reveal as much as I knew. Yeah. Because, first of all, just back to his scenario about the, he's on his, his stupid book tour for his stupid ass book and a bunch of like Lucasfilm men in black, like, cost him as he's signing like books for his fans, his legion of fans. And they take him up to his suite and show him like 20 minutes of Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you apply for that job in Lucasfilm to be the two guys, like, like the Mormons or whatever, who just travel around the country, like showing like rough cuts to like bloggers that you're well, desperate to get the approval? How do you of? not just lock Harry in the backseat of your van and like drive off a pier or something, you know? Yeah. Like in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's kind of getting official approval from him. <laughs> but like, I caught some clip of I don't know what talk show he's on. But like, you and Gregor's on some talk show, and they were just like the maybe it was like Kimmel or something was asking him like, "What do you think about these like spinoff movies?" And he's like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> As if, like, Ewan McGregor is, like, constantly being updated by Disney, you know, about what's going on in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I mean, I would love to see, like, Ewan McGregor return as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but, I mean, that's... How would you do that? Like, really? Like, well, what story would deliver him back to this franchise? Yeah, I mean, it's... I guess if you were in the process of writing something, you realize it would be like a really great scene. That's one thing, but like, I don't know how you could like shoehorn him in. That just seems like a bad idea, you know? Yeah. And everyone can come up with one really interesting like scene for a Star Wars movie, but like, exactly. Yeah. Make an actual movie. You need 60 of those great scenes. That's your movie. Go, you know? Like a Darth Vader movie. I feel like they, they want to see like Vader being like a badass or something, but like, well, what's the rest of the movie? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, well, what's the larger story that, that, you know, like, what is he doing? I mean, never mind the fact, like, like the tone. Is he just hunting your, down your, Jedi? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta figure out your tone and what happens. Because I mean, I don't think that. Vader would be like the star of that Star Wars TV show that we may or may not see, you know? Like, I think yeah. he would pop up occasionally, and you may have an episode that focuses on him, but I, I don't think anyone ever assumed that he would be like the star of the, the thing. And again, it's, to me, like, there's perishable commodities in the Star Wars universe. There's things that, like, you know, you'd think that people would really fight to death to keep. Like, what do you do about James Earl Jones' voice? Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have been able to, like, encode that digitally by now, but, um, I don't know, maybe they do something where they like split the difference and they're like, all right, here's our, our like TV show thing that takes place like between episode three and four and all their spinoff stuff is going to be related to this. And so all you people who, who need your fix, this is where you're going to get it. And then episode seven is going to be like completely different and not related at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel the like that, that TV makes show. sense to, uh, like fans of the expanded universe. I'm not sure if that makes sense to the audience. You know, I think the audience kind of gets the idea of like the Marvel movies and how they fit together. I don't know if they'd really understand why they're getting a Boba movie that has nothing to do with like episode eight, you know? Yeah, exactly. The TV show, as I understood most of it, still sounds incredibly intriguing to me. What doesn't sound intriguing to me now is the, I think they really only started talking about it like recently is the idea that would actually focus on the underworld. Of course, yeah. I mean, to to me, like if it's if it's about a large plateau of things, but primarily centered around like the onset of the empire and the and like the beginning of like a, a rebellion amidst that. That seems interesting to me. I mean, I think you you still have a lot of room to do little things, you know, like like uh, not like an anthology show, but to really kind of as the characters move around and stuff, show little aspects of, of other things. Like, you could do a lot of stuff with the underworld. But to make the, the underworld focus... Yeah, that that was never really the sense I got of uh, what they were talking about. It all seemed to be pretty focused on Coruscant Underworld, you know. Yeah. They even have a new video game coming out. It's called, like, 
like 1313 or something like that. It's about like an, a, an underworld level. Like it's a whole video game that they're doing. So that that's kind of seems like their focus, not like the broader what's going on in the galaxy stuff. This is the kind of stuff that still comes out of the, um, the like shadows of the empire, like Zizor, mm-hmm. just that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star Wars 1313. That's the name of the game that's coming. Oh, it features a lot of Boa Fett. Of course it does. Fucking Boa Fett. What is this, Flash? No. Yeah, that's all the sense I've got, is that that's their interest in uh, the Underworld shows. Just just stuff happening on Coruscant, like some some intrigue and whatnot. I mean, theoretically, that would make it easier to shoot if you didn't have to have a lot of traveling to other locations. But yeah, true, true. Although, you know, having gotten a few ganders at Coruscant in the prequels, like uh, that, still seems like it would be a pretty daunting task. Uh, it would, but I mean, at least. Ones. At least it would all be for, like uh, the same type of strats you need to do. Like it'd be a lot harder if you're jumping around to a whole other planet all the time. You know, you could you could at least have some s- sets that are common between the shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what kind of game this is. I know it exists. They're making a game out of it. I don't know if it's like Grand Theft Auto, Star Wars, or what you know what the gameplay is like. Hmm. What is the Unreal Engine 3? That's the one they make a lot of games with. Okay, that's their engine. Yeah. Yeah, like Uncharted and a lot, a lot of stuff uses that engine. Hmm. Anyhow. Um, so we may take a week off. I don't know. We may start doing the show every two weeks. We'll see. Obviously, is yeah. uh casting and whatnot starts we'll have stuff to talk about uh until then and we though, might just a lot of we may like dip this. into other other star wars things um occasionally we'll read some of the books like we're we would talk about scoundrels we talked about last week we just we haven't finished scoundrels yet would you say you're That's having a hard time getting into it? it a little bit yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not bad it's just not particularly exciting i guess Just waiting, I don't know, it's it's too confined. It feels claustrophobic to me. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, like you said, we may be back next week. We may be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Until then, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.